Happy July 4th, everybody. If I've never met you before, my name is Mike. And from my family and our North Star family to you, happy Fourth. I hope you're enjoying a great day at home or on vacation, celebrating the freedom we all have. It's one of the most beautiful days in our country to be able to pause, to look back and go, freedom wasn't free. It came through a lot of battles, didn't it? It came through people going, I got to do it a little different and pushing through some really tough times. So we in 2021, we can join here together on a Sunday morning to say thank you to the Lord and to say thank you for our freedom. And so that I hope you and your family get to celebrate really, really good today, eating some hamburgers, hot dogs, wings, some watermelon, and hitting the fireworks tonight. I hope you're able to enjoy that as a family. It works out really good because we continue our series in the life of David today. And we're gonna talk about David's battles. I mean, we've been journeying with this new king, right? Sort of the shadow king as he's encountered Saul and he's putting all the right things in place in his life. And we find David at an incredibly big juncture in his journey. So if you've got your Bibles today, I want you to reach down and grab them. We're going to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17. I'll give you a little second to get there. 1 Samuel chapter 17. If you've got the app, I hope you have that out. Maybe you're sitting in your condo right now. It's an easy way to follow along. or You've got it up on your Roku. Follow along on the app because it does have some really good stuff. Because here's the reality. In all of our lives, we're going to face battles. And some of our battles are going to make us feel like we're not enough. I don't know if you've ever felt that way before. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Boy, David could have lost to that giant. I want you to listen to the story. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Then David's question about who this giant was. Remember, he had taken meat and cheese to his brothers, bread and cheese to his brothers. And he's asking, who's this guy talking so ugly about my God? Then David's question was reported to King Saul and the king sent for him. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Remember, David's a teenager. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. Remember, he's a teenager. You have a teenager around the house, they can persist sometimes. He persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. When a lion or a bear comes to steal the lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, Go ahead. Now, I want you to think about this. This is a king, a man of war, looking at a teenager going, okay, you get the job, and may the Lord be with you. I mean, congratulations, David. Now you get to go fight a nine-foot, nine-inch tall giant. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it, took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. And then David said these words. We're going to unpack them here in a second. I can't go in these, he told Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream, put them in a shepherd's bag, then armed with only a shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. The battle 
that everybody's going to know about. The battle that all people see coming. Yet David, prior to it, had fought battles to get him ready for this day. And that's what we're going to talk about. Would you pray with me? Father, today, though we're not physically in a church building, we're with our family, whether with our friends, or we're, we're just hanging and chilling on this fourth morning. Father, you've got something in this story for all of us because I know I still need it. And I know we still need it. So teach us truth today that we can apply to our lives to make us the men and the women that you've called us to be. And I pray this now in Jesus' name, amen. You know, as I think about the story of David, David fights this battle long before that day, but it prepared him. And here was the battle. He had to fight the giant of inadequacy. I think all of us at times in our lives, we feel inadequate, inadequate to do the job, inadequate to make the team, inadequate to excel in our career, inadequate to be what we were called to be. Boy, if you've ever felt inadequate, you know the feeling. I remember standing on a mound in, in uh, Virginia with a baseball in my hand in a game feeling inadequate, feeling like I can't do this. I can't get the out. I can't get this thing wrapped up. I, I can't. And boy, I had defeated myself before I even started the journey. That giant of inadequacy walks into all of our lives and demands that we do something with it. So David's a teenager. How in the world did David know, if I can kill a lion and a bear, I can sure take care of this nine foot, nine inch tall giant. Well, David learned these three, these three keys. Now I want you to get this, ready? Number one, don't make excuses. Don't make excuses. What would have been really easy for David is to go, yeah, yeah, Saul, you're right. Remember his brothers, they didn't want him to fight either and to make excuses why he couldn't do it, to make excuses why the, the job was too big and the issue was too much. But David, what you find about David's life, David was a fighter and David didn't make excuses. Our tendency when we feel inadequate is to make an excuse of why we can't rather than seeing why we can, right? We go from total positive, yes, I can do it, to a total negative. I wonder if this battle had taken place when David was in his 30s, if it had felt like he did when he was a teenager. David knew he could do it. Listen, listen to the story. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this giant and win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. That's a powerful, that's from the king. Yet David had made a great choice, and we talked about this the very first week of the series. David chose to hear God's opinion before he did Saul's. That's a big deal. When we make excuses, we begin to let others' opinions dictate our movements. But David di didn't. David reached the point of going, I believe I know God's given me what I need. And if God's on my side, I'm greater than, and I can do whatever he's asked me to do, right? David didn't make excuses. I mean, this giant had never lost. So here's a question I want you to write down in your notes today. Thumb it in your, thumb it in your notes. Whose voice is loudest in your life? Is it the Lord's or is it, life? Is it other people? 
Is it other things? That's a choice we all have to make because we can't make giant slaying moves if we make excuses. But the second thing is you got to use the faith you've got. You've got to use the faith you have, not your mom's faith, not your dad's faith, not your grandparents' faith. There comes a point in all of our lives, we got to figure out, is it my faith? And what does my faith really even say? I was at a camp last week and I told a group of students this, that there'll come a point in your life where the ropes to the Lord that are held on to by other people, your youth pastor, your FCA leader, your parents, your grandparents, we get all those ropes cut and we've got to decide who the Lord is to us. And we've got to use the faith we have. We won't read this whole passage. Look at what he said. But David persisted, I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. When a lion or bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and I rescue it from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and I club it to death. David goes, I am ready for this. I am prepared for this battle. God didn't waste my time and God didn't waste my experiences. He got me ready and I'm gonna use what I have. And then you read on in the story, Saul tries to put him in his armor. Look at what it says. Then Saul clothed David with his armor. Interesting. We reach points in our life that we've got to find out what we've got. It's interesting. David did not go out in Saul's coat of armor, right? It would have been safer. But David said, that's not for me. That was for Saul. You've got to make a choice in your life. I've got to make a choice in my life about has God prepared me for these moments in my season of life? Maybe you're feeling inadequate as a parent. Maybe you're feeling inadequate as a college student. Maybe you're feeling inadequate as a husband or a wife or just in a role. And you're going, I, I don't know. I've got to use the faith I have. And I wrote this in my notes. You can't win your own spiritual battles with someone else's faith. You can't win your own spiritual battles with someone else's faith. Their faith's great to lean into, but it is not gonna hold you up. But look at the third one in the life of David. And I love this. I've gotta know that God is with me. He is never going to leave me alone. You, know, you go through all throughout the Old Testament, it's the story of David, the story of Joshua, God always reminds them before they move, I'm with you. And when I'm with you, I'm bigger than anything you're gonna face. When I'm on your side, I'm greater. The Lord rescued me from the claw of the lion and the bear. All right, go ahead. May the Lord be with you. And you know what David knew when he left? The Lord was with him. He knew the Lord had him. So can I ask you a question? Has your faith grown to the point you realize that you're not off God's radar, that he knows everything about you? He knows your movements. He knows your life. He knows your story. He knows your feelings of inadequacy. And he grabs us by the chin and he goes, you can do this. I've sat in the bullpen many times in ball games, getting ready to send a kid in. I can see that, that heart beating out of his chest. We brought up a freshman this past year to pitch in a varsity game at the end of the season. We're getting ready to go to the playoffs and we wanted to see him. And he was nervous as a cat in that, in that bullpen. And I remember looking at him going, we believe in you. 
you can do this and you wouldn't have the ball if we didn't think you could do it. You know, that's how God feels about you. Well, Mike, is that in the New Testament? Uh, I think so. Remember what Jesus said? And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. There is not a movement you will ever make in this life that the Lord is not with you and he doesn't go with you. I was meeting with a family just this weekend and they lost a precious, precious loved one. And the hardest part about loss is we feel like they're not with us anymore. But you know what I sat and reminded them of this truth? That there was not a second of that, day, that gentleman's life that the Lord didn't know about. And when he closed his eyes here, he saw the Lord that had been walking with him all those years. He's got you too. He had David. David was able to win this massive battle with Goliath because David had learned when nobody was watching that the Lord had him. I love how David Platt said it. He said, nothing's impossible for the people of God who trust in the power of God to accomplish the will of God. Here's my prayer for you today. Don't ever back down from the battle. You're gonna face them. We're all gonna face them in life. Is the Lord with you? If he's with you, you can make it. You may lose the skirmish, but you'll win the war if you trust it and you keep walking. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you so much for a time on a holiday weekend to gather together from some remote places, but to gather as one body, as one family, to say, we can't do this without you, Lord. We need you. God, there's never a time in our lives that we're ever off your radar. And God, we may feel inadequate, and the reality is we may be inadequate. But with you as the X factor, it changes everything. Maybe you're watching today and you say, Mike, I don't know Jesus. You're talking about Jesus being with us. I don't know him. Boy, today I would love to introduce you to him. It, it, it's a prayer. It really isn't the words. It's the, it's the attitude of your heart crying out to the Lord. It goes like this, dear Lord Jesus, I need you. I believe you lived for me and I believe you died for me and I believe you rose again just for me. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my personal Lord and Savior today. Boy, if you prayed that prayer with us today, welcome home. I'll, I'll tell you in just a second what to do. Father, what a joy to know that we don't face life alone and you got our back, you got our story, you got our journey. And that, Father, we're not winning battles for us. God, we're winning battles for you. And may we lead well. May we love well during this season that you have us here on this earth. And God, bless us and bless our people now. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, if you prayed that prayer with me today, it makes me so excited. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to northstarchurch.org slash next and let us know about the decision that you made today because we wanna be able to celebrate with you. We also, if you've got prayers and you say, man, here's some areas I'm feeling inadequate, I could use prayer for. Put that down for us. We would love as a staff to join you 
in prayer. I don't know where you're watching from today. I do hope you get a chance to celebrate with you and your family and celebrate our independence and celebrate our freedom because it's going to be so special. We've got such a great summer planned here at North Star. People are coming back. We fully anticipate August 1 to be packed. As good as before, Mike? No, 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 no. I think it's going to be better than before. And so start making your plans. If you're within our community watching area, I hope you're making plans to come at 930 or 11. Be a part of all that's going on because God's got some great things in store for you to be a part of. Thanks so much for joining us today. So from our family to your family, happy fourth. Now, I'm like you. I'm gonna go grab something to eat and I can't wait to see you soon at North Star.